Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, April 27. Uh, Steph and Greg, we're thankful that you are joining us. And Steph, we've got, a, a, I think, an important show today. Our state's attorney, Jacqueline Lacey, is going to be with us. And I've got some questions for her. We read a lot about this Safety Act that was supposed to go into effect at the end of 2022. And I believe that much of it has not gone into effect praise the Lord, but I want to just kind of get some clarification. And this week is a very important week, and I'm not going to say anything more about that. I'll let State's Attorney Lacey speak to that, Mm -hmm. but that'll be at the bottom of the hour, 830. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to start by talking about Monday. Monday was moving day. For a lot of people. Yeah. Tucker Carlson (laughs) out at Fox, Don Lemon out at CNN. And I've got to ask you, do you ever watch either of them? Very rarely. Okay. I'm just not a news okay. I, I don't yeah. trust anybody. Yeah. I don't okay. Think. Um, but Susan Rice, right. who almost became Joe Biden's vice, vice presidential candidate, candidate right? she's out at mm-hmm. the White House, mm-hmm. and they say that it's tied to some things that have unfolded with uh, the southern border. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to get into that necessarily, but a lot of people believe that she was the most influential person in the White House mm-hmm. now that Ron Klain has stepped out of the chief of staff role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Rice is. Uh, leaving she's Mm -hmm. going to be done at the end of may and then a guy by the name of jeff shell the ceo of nbc universal he's out due to an inappropriate relationship with a staffer now did Um, they all elect to go or were they fired uh, tucker and don don uh did not elect to go yeah and i I thought tucker did Oh well, no. It's coming go. out that no? uh, okay. that um, uh, what's the guy Rupert Murdoch <clears throat> okay. decided. Uh, Tucker spoke Friday night at an event for the Heritage Foundation. I don't know if you know about the Heritage mm-hmm. Foundation or not, but um, I listened to much of that speech, and um, he really drew a stark contrast between good and evil. And mm-hmm. I know right now there's some people that are not happy with me because they're very anti Fox News. They're mm-hmm. very anti Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. I'm not signing off on any of that, but I do believe there is a battle between good and evil. I really do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he challenged people to do is they need to pray for our country. Hmm. They he, need to pray. He I, actually I mean, said that. He actually said that. Hmm. And there's speculation that the big dogs at Fox News, they, they didn't want their number one star encouraging mm-hmm. people to pray hmm. and speaking about this battle of good and evil. So more to come with mm-hmm. that along the so lines. So how about Susan Rice? Did she choose this? or? Um, I'm pretty sure she did not okay. choose this. I, I don't know what the spin will be, gotcha. but when you're like the most influential person in the White mm-hmm, House, mm-hmm. Uh, my guess is you don't part like this. Mm-hmm. We'll see. More may come mm-hmm. out. And uh, Jeff Shell, I mean, CEO of NBC Universal, that's one of the most mm-hmm. powerful media positions in the world. So it surprises um, me. So he had an inappropriate relationship. Yes. And, yes. And they are. It surprised me that they did something about it, I well, guess. I think you see that it, we huh. live in the era of Me Too, and mm-hmm. I think you're seeing mm-hmm. more and more uh, used to just kind of be, you know, um, swept under the rug. I don't think that's happening when you are in a position of power mm-hmm. and you are in, I'm trying to be family friendly with right. how I describe okay. this, but you're in an intimate relationship with a subordinate. 
uh, that's wrong on so many levels. And that happened to the dude, um, Jeff Zucker. I mean, that happened to him with NBC. I just think you see a lot of corporations saying that's not going to play out. You you see that with high-powered people in the world of ministry, you know, where um, I, I think in some ways that's a positive, I think. My yeah, opinion, I'm surprised. You know? I'm kind of surprised by it. But, but I do find it ironic that on Monday, May 24, these four very powerful, influential mm-hmm. individuals mm-hmm. were all shown the door. So here's my question for you. Um, have you ever wrestled with the idea that as Christians, we need to develop a theology of getting fired? Now, you and I are in a little different world. Because yeah, I don't really want to get fired. We're, 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 right. But um, John Stone Street, someone that I respect incredibly, he leads the Colson Center. And uh, I went through the Colson Fellows Program. Right. And full right. disclosure, I now serve alongside uh, the Indianapolis leadership team mm-hmm. for the Colson Fellows Program. He said something about a year and a half ago that Christians in this environment, mm-hmm. in, in the world of woke, in the world of PC, mm-hmm. Christians really need to develop what he called the theology of getting fired. And are there things that you are willing to draw a line in the sand and say, gotcha. I will not cross that. Mm-hmm. And if it means I lose my job, it means I lose so my job. It. What do you think about that? No, I agree with that. Okay. I do agree with that. Because I think I grew up, we grew up at a time where you protected your job at all costs, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you didn't do anything to rock the boat. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the mindset that was out there. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we're living, as Carl Truman would say, in a strange new world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to uh, to try to figure out. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens to a Tucker Carlson. Right. You know, he was the number one show on cable news most evenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think he would very much be in demand. It's reported he was making $20 million wow. a year. Wow. Um, Don Lemon, uh, not so much, but, um, you know, will he land on his feet? Will mm-hmm. there be a place mm-hmm. for him? Susan Rice, you know, again, pretty, pretty powerful uh, politician, you know, mm-hmm. very influential during the Obama administration. You know, will she land on her feet? Did I read that? Was she just not quite as liberal as they wanted? Like, Well, I, I you... think, again, I, I try to I try to toe a, a fairly even keel line, mm-hmm. but I would say the last two plus years has been train wreck disaster like with the southern border. Right. And I think they're saying that she is... Hmm gonna kind of be the 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 fall victim she's gonna take for, the blame what, for that. well i don't know if she's willingly gonna mm-hmm. do that or not but mm-hmm. i think they are they're throwing a lot of shade her direction mm-hmm. and um president biden announced this week he's running for re-election i, I heard that and so uh it, there is a very good likelihood that we will have an 81 year old joe biden and a 78-year-old Donald Trump mm-hmm. on the ballot in 2024. So, um, No youngsters, huh? Well, <laughs> any thoughts on that? Are you excited about that? <laughs> well, there is wisdom with age. Okay. I will say that. Okay. But, um, okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. It's a long time to be in politics. When I'm 78, yeah. when I'm 81, <laughs> all I want to be doing is hanging out with grandchildren. Yeah great-grandchildren, you right. know, uh, right. just enjoying life. Well, and even I read about Tucker Carlson. He said he's he hasn't had dinner with his wife on a weeknight in what, how many years? And I know. So. Yeah. Well, it's just a reminder, you know, that there are no kingdoms that endure forever mm-hmm. outside um, God's kingdom. 
That, that's my take. You know, you know, I think I think our parents probably grew up in an age where you had a job and you stuck with that job no matter what. Your whole life. Your whole life. Right. And it's not like that anymore. I mean, it's people a strange. Leave. It's they a strange start new world. Businesses and yep. do yep. online things. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, couple things about Second Church. When we come back, I want to talk abortion because okay. that, that's really the the buzzword in our community right now. Okay. But yep. a couple things about Second Church. We've talked periodically about an event called Young at Heart. Mm-hmm. Young at Heart mm-hmm. is today. Mm-hmm. It's a monthly gathering. Uh, uh, is it the fourth Thursday of the month, I, I believe, so. or the last Thursday of the month, which is usually the same thing? But it's at noon at Second Church. If you're looking for some fellowship, come on out. Um, Who's on today? I don't um, even know. I do not know. I know it they is a singer, a singer or singing group, yeah. but I'm not really sure and along meal, those right? lines. What's that? So they usually have entertainment. Entertainment. Of some kind they and eat, a meal. eat from uh, noon to one. It'll cost you five bucks, mm-hmm. and then the entertainment is from one to two. Mm-hmm. Next Saturday, May sixth, we're hosting an all morning seminar on heaven. Right. Dr. Gary Johnson's going to be with us. We have over 75 people signed That's up. Awesome. But there is room for more. I'm not and signed so, up yet. And yeah, I'm and I'm coming too. Yeah. I'm not signed up either. But yeah. uh, reach out to me, Greg at secondchurch.com, if you're interested in doing that. And then I want to just remind people, we've started a brand new sermon series through mm-hmm. the book of Acts. And this week might be the most exciting of all the sermons because our friend Tracy Thomas <laughs> is preaching on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. Acts chapter 2, yeah. the birthday of the church. That's right. So let's do this. Let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about the debate going on with the city council you're listening to direct line it's thursday april 27 we'll be right back after this robinson chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care robinson chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion plus regular alignments just make you feel better come get acquainted today robinson chiropractic is located at the corner of vermilion and poland road in danville also in hoopston westville and watsika Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. You're listening to Direct Line on fourteen ninety WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. 
It's Greg and Stephanie. You are going to bring us in. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. That's sorry. all right. That's you. You. You do it. I'm not <laughs> at my best this morning. I'm sorry, That's but all right. um, you know I love Direct Line. I'm so thankful for Direct Line. You want to read our sponsors? Who, who we say to. thank you to for our incredible sponsors? Well, we're thankful for Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and the team at Hans Tankwatch. Do you see what my wife's working with with this whole? <laughs> ADHD thing. I've never we been diagnosed. Just, no, I know. just said. Like 15 seconds earlier. I'm going to bring us in. I know. And you're going to read the sponsors. I know. I know. I know. It could be worse, though, right? Poor Marla. Could be worse. Poor Marla. So, so what a week it's been. Tell me about your evening. You spent Tuesday yeah. night at the city council. Is so that right? So Tuesday night, uh, the city council, they have subcommittees. Okay. And I can't remember the exact name of this subcommittee, but they were being asked to send a proposed ordinance to the city council at large. Okay. And the ordinance is declaring that Vermilion County will be a sanctuary city for life. Okay. A guy by the name of Mark Lee Dixon was in town maybe a month ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he has worked, I've got his uh, info here, he has worked with cities all over the South, Texas, okay. Nebraska, I guess that's not South, uh, New Mexico, trying to declare that cities are sanctuary cities for life, okay. meaning abortion cannot take place. Okay. And so... Uh, so what the, does that mean for a city that is attempting in a blue to state? get a... Yeah, yeah, well, um, that's that is the big debate. That's the debate that's going on is would an ordinance like this make any difference at all? The ACLU sent mm-hmm. someone from Chicago oh, wow. and they said, don't even think about it. Okay. And they let the city know they will gladly sue. Planned Parenthood is not excited about mm-hmm. it. Our, so, go, go so, so this subcommittee. Yes. They they are all for this, or they? Oh no 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 no! no. Okay, no, no, they're no. not for no, this. No, it's made up of seven aldermen. Okay, gotcha. Seven out of the fourteen aldermen, gotcha. and they were asked that. I guess that's how ordinances work. It has okay. to go through the subcommittee okay. before it goes to the entire city council and at large. And then it, were, it was opportunity for people from the community to speak. Thirty-one people spoke before the council. Okay. One was from Chicago. This ACLU okay. lawyer that uh, they sent down from Chicago. Okay. Thirty were from our community. How did they get selected? Um, anyone can do it. Could you could have come. Oh, well, you probably couldn't have because right. you're from Covington. Right. But um, yeah, and so you just had to fill out a piece of paper. Okay. And uh, I was one of 21 okay. out of 30 that spoke on behalf of life, on okay. behalf of the ordinance. Uh, Pastor Dave Anderson, Pastor Randy from the Rock Church, uh, our friend Miles Clark mm-hmm. from Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there was an overwhelming presence of okay. people in the room saying, we believe that abortion should not be in Danville. We don't want abortion in Danville. So um, fr- from my perspective, that's possible. Positive. Oh, it's incredibly that positive. You yeah. had that many yeah. people there in, yeah. in, in support of not doing this. Right. So your subcommittee of seven, there were only four that were actually engaged in it. One person just abstained. Okay. Two were absent for whatever reason. Okay. And the subcommittee at the end of the night voted three to one to send it to the full council. Okay. And so, so this Tuesday, May, what is that? May the 2nd, mm-hmm. uh, the city council at large will debate the issue and decide, do we want to declare Danville, Illinois is a sanctuary city for life? So you and I are going to be out of town. We're going to yes. be in Chicago, so right. you won't be there. So is this something that, uh, people can come again and they can voice their opinion or um, I not? think you can do that at any I think there is open hmm. discussion I, I think the the reality again I am thankful for all 21 people that spoke mm-hmm. on Tuesday many of the people that spoke addressed the evil of abortion mm-hmm. and I, I mean I'm a kindred spirit along those lines mm-hmm. that's not really the issue that's being debated the issue is 
do we want Danville, Illinois to become an abortion factory for Indiana? That's really what's unfolding is Planned Parenthood of Indiana wants to put an abortion factory in Danville Mm -hmm. because your state of Indiana has become, in essence, almost a pro-life state completely. I think you can get an abortion, but it's got to be in the the first six weeks Mm -hmm. along those lines. And so is it good for Danville to say we want to be that community Mm -hmm. where people from Indiana flock to our city Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, in their pregnancy. Is it a money-making thing? Well, I think for Planned Parenthood, it's a right, massive right. money-making. But what about for the city? Um, you know, I, not much. No. Negligible. Yeah, negligible. Now, mm-hmm. they would say, well, what about hotel rooms? Mm-hmm. What about restaurants? What, what, what about, but you know, gasoline? But aren't people from Indiana paying for them to do that um, anyway? Oh, I mean, absolutely. They're, they're paying for yeah, them they're, to go. They're shuttling yeah. him. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, huh. You know, we live in a state that wants to be the abortion capital of America. Mm-hmm. I mean, our governor has said that. Right. He wants Illinois to be synonymous with abortion. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. eight-month, three-week abortions to be legal. I'm not saying that they're telling everybody that's pregnant, go get an abortion mm-hmm. at eight and a half months, mm-hmm. but they, they want Illinois to be the place where you want an abortion for any reason you come to our state, you have that abortion. Now, they've got competition, California, New right, York, right. Massachusetts. That They want to be in that battle as well, as well. Are there other communities on the border that are being considered for sanctuary well, cities as um, well or not? In Illinois, I think we are the first city in Illinois that really? is going down this road. And, really? And I think there is a real question. Does state law trump federal law? And uh, does local ordinance trump state law? Hmm. And... One of the things that I think could happen, and again, if um, let me say this, I'm thankful for everyone that serves on the city council. Mm-hmm. Anyone that stands up in 2023 and says, I'm willing to serve <laughs> right. in, in, in public service, they, they get a merit badge mm-hmm. in my world, mm-hmm. in, in this crazy world in which we're living. Right. Um, all that said, if the city council were to ask my perspective, I, I would implore them pass this ordinance. Mm-hmm. I want Danville to be a sanctuary city right. for life. Right. And I say that knowing that Governor Pritzker and his crew, they're going to do everything they can to come after mm-hmm. Danville with both barrels. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. you have a massive network of life constituents nationwide that also will come into the fray mm-hmm. and I think a community like Danville ought to be able to say we want to be a sanctuary city for life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think you know is this a battle that gets all the way to the Supreme Court maybe mm-hmm. that was speculated mm-hmm. on Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, in in the discussion time you know could it be that Danville Illinois mm-hmm. could play a part in helping cities that are stuck in abortion you know active states Mm -hmm. to declare not in our city not in our community well it seems like if 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 you are on the side that you want abortion i mean then you should be able to say there are so many every other community in illinois you can go get one right why does it have to right you know what the answer is we're on the border that's the answer that is the answer this is not about helping Illinois women get an abortion, mm-hmm. although some probably will. This is saying mm-hmm. we want to fight back against the state of Indiana gotcha. because they are so pro-life gotcha. and just come across the board. Right now, Carbondale, Illinois, um, I heard from a very reputable source. They went from zero abortion clinics to three abortion clinics wow. Wow. in a period of six months. Wow. Because states like Kentucky, mm-hmm. states like Missouri mm-hmm. are also saying mm-hmm. we are going to be havens mm-hmm. for life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, I well, probably a, made some people mad. It's yeah, a big battle. It's yeah, a spiritual battle. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It, 
Like and you said, abortion is a theological issue. It is. It it's is. not a political issue. And but. you know, wh- one of the things that I shared is um, I'm here because my birth mother, mm-hmm. who I've never met, probably mm-hmm. won't meet this side of eternity, gave me the gift of life and then gave me up for adoption mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. allowed me to live my life. Um, right. I, it, right. I, I, I get emotional even thinking about it. Right. And I just, I think abortion is sold as this easy button issue. Mm-hmm. I just go have this procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, I've had people on their deathbed Mm. speak to me still living in regret Mm. 45 years later Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they made the decision to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, God has forgiven them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they are still wrestling with this. The idea that abortion is an easy, simple solution, Mm -hmm. it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. So I'm preaching now. So. Um, anyway, I, I would implore you and the community, if you are passionate uh, on the, the, the case of life, reach out to your alderman. I was able to find, you know, an email address for each alderman mm-hmm. in about 45 seconds. And you wow. know how good I am with computers. <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can right, do it. Right. Be respectful. Right. I mean, that's the thing I probably appreciated more than anything was just how respectful the people that I heard mm-hmm. speaking on behalf I'm, of life. And were, what about oh, on, on the other not side? So they were not respectful? Yeah, not so Aww. much. A lot of <laughs> lecturing, a lot mm-hmm. of anger. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to go negative, but mm-hmm. even some of the personal things that uh, were, were shared mm-hmm. um, was not respectful quite mm. honestly it, it is uh, there was a, a distinct difference mm. between most people speaking on behalf of life mm. and the the few that um were advocating for abortion you mm. know mm. to come to our community mm. so wow. anyway well that'll be interesting to follow one last thing and we're going to go to break celebration for life tomorrow night crossroads christian church for the women's care mm-hmm. clinic they are full that's but awesome. this is a ministry that's worthy of your financial support and so, um, so when you say they are full, they don't have room to, for if well, you want to actually. Come I think if you the, show up, they're going to let you in. They'll make space. But for um, you. Okay. yeah, they are expecting just shy of four hundred people. That's You've been awesome. in Crossroads, yeah. and I mean that that's going to really be a full room. But yeah. praise the Lord, that's you know, wonderful. it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to sit down with State's Attorney Jacqueline Lacey and Lucy Overlander from her office. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, April twenty seventh. We'll be right back after this. Hi. I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at McHire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, April 27, and we are blessed to have in studio with us State's Attorney Jacqueline Lacey and Lucy Overlander. Did I say that right? You did say that Okay, so ladies, jump up to the mic here. And uh, State's Attorney Lacey, thanks. This is your first time on Direct Line, isn't it? It is, and I really appreciate the invitation, so thank you. Well, uh, thank you. I know you and I have talked about it a couple times at Step Up, and it's just not happened Mm. for whatever reason. So thank you for being here. And I want to start with this week. This week is National Crime Victims' Rights Week. Is that right? That's correct. Is that statewide? Is that nationwide? Is that just Danville? It's nationwide. Okay. Um, And it's uh, basically, it's the whole purpose of um, Victims' Rights Week is to bring... Awareness. Awareness, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe I'm at a loss for That's words right. at 8.30 yeah, in the morning. That's never coffee. happened. It's all good. That's um, all good. To, be, to bring yeah. awareness to um, victims' rights. And Lucy has done a lot um, w- with our office and with our advocates in order to get us out in the community this week. Yeah. Um, she can talk a little bit about some of the things we've done and then just keeping that awareness going all year long. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Lucy, talk about what's happening. What are we doing? So um, yesterday we got to set up out at DAC. Okay. We went to the student union and got some information out to some of the students there and staff. Yeah. Um, tonight we're going to be at the duck out. Okay. And pass out some information. Okay. So, yeah, we're trying we'll to get out you. there and talk about victims' rights. So when we talk about victims' rights, um, I would just assume that that's just a no-brainer. That when there's a crime that's committed, that the victim becomes front and center. We want to help them. We want to do whatever we can to make a really bad situation as positive as possible for either of you. Is that not the reality in the state of Illinois? Is that not the reality in our country right now? What would you say? Um, Well, I guess I could say through not only the Constitution, um, but it's now been made in statutory rights in the state of Illinois, but there are constitutional victims' rights in the state of Illinois. Okay. Um, You know, while I'm kind of jaded, right? So I've been in the criminal justice system for 20 years or over 20 years. I hate to date myself, but (laughs) um, I think that victims historically have really been treated like the backseat passenger Mm -hmm. in all of our criminal cases, unfortunately. And so with not only with the work that Lucy's done um, with the office, the Child Advocacy Center with the Survivor Resource Center, they're hosting an event today at DAC um, that I'm going to be part of a justice panel, but they're talking about victims' rights and those other issues this week as well. Um, it's really it's really been disappointing yeah. um, to see that that's the case, but we have done everything we can to make sure our victims yeah. are more of a front seat passenger. I yeah. hate to say that. And they are our partner right. in moving forward with any criminal prosecution. Um, and, and Lucy can talk about how the advocates work to do that. And, and sometimes it's a struggle yeah. um, every day in the system because it's not easy. 
Um, it's not easy on the victims. Right. And I think there's a lot more accommodations for defendants yeah. um, than there are for our victims. So talk about advocates. What is an advocate? Um, so an advocate is in the office to help you navigate the court process. Okay. We're just a regular person okay. in, working in between the attorney and the victim. Right. So right. Um, we take your questions and if we don't know the answers, we will go to the attorney and set appointments if we need to. Yeah. We go to court with you. Okay. We help you with orders of protection. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, it's definitely a traumatic process, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. from start to finish, I guess, or it can well, be. But I will yeah. say that this office um, and working with Jacqueline, the differences between this and previous administrations. Okay. I mean, victims are really seen and heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's a misnomer that's out there that you don't think about is a crime is committed and you just think, well, man, it's automatic. that The, the bad guy, the bad girl, whatever, is going to be punished. But the victim plays an important role, I would assume, in mm -hmm. making that happen. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Testifying, you know, yeah. being... And, mm -hmm. and do you find that there's some people that just, they don't want to do that? They just... Yes. Why would that be? What are some of the things that people keep them? Are, is it fear? Sometimes? People are definitely scared. Okay. Um, people are not able to do things on their own sometimes in the situation that they're in. Okay. And so we want to empower them. Yeah. And, and yeah. get get them, you know, to understand that that they do need to work through this process, and we can help them get resources for therapy. Yeah. Counseling. Yeah. And and help them. Yeah. And Jacqueline, you and I talked last fall and um, you had made a presentation, I think at Step Up, very, very concerned mm -hmm. about the Safety Act that was going to go into effect. And it did go into effect partially. Is that right? But not completely? It did. So okay. we, um, I joined, I think we, by the time the case went through the criminals or the, the civil system, um, I think there were 80 states attorneys that had joined, but right. um, there were uh, initial group of us that filed um, and we consolidated into Kankakee County, okay. um, filed basically that it was unconstitutional, the pretrial fairness portion, which is the no bail portion right. of the Safety Act. Mm -hmm. So there's the Safety Act is huge. Yeah. Um, there's stuff about police, body cams, all right. kinds of like police certification. But we just went and 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 fought about the pretrial fairness portion because yeah. we believed we had standing. We do believe still, and we're waiting for the Supreme Court to make a decision. So we we won in Kankakee County. Okay. Um, I was honored to be one of six states attorneys across the state that was part of the litigation team. Okay. Um, and then we went up to the Supreme Court in March um, and argued before the Supreme Court why it should remain unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, there are several portions within the Pretrial Fairness Act that our argument was um, sort of in layman's terms that it changed the constitution it right. changed the constitution without a referendum of the good people of our communities right um and the people that come out and vote yeah and so for the legislature to change the law right. to change the constitution right they have to go to the voters right. and they didn't do that in this case right um there are many nuances about the safety act about the pretrial fairness portion yeah um even with the trailer bill yeah that i find to be um horrifically um shocking yeah. um and somewhat honestly scary yeah. um when looking at prosecuting criminal cases so when you say no bail i mean break that down either of you break that down just in layman's terms for what we're really talking about someone commits a crime they get arrested they go to jail and if there's no bail what's that mean lucy well to me 
as a victim advocate, that means the victim's unsafe. Right. I'm, because if there's no bail, they're out, right? right? They're no longer allowed to be held. And especially for me, I think of a domestic battery situation yeah. where yeah. You know, if someone goes home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, again, you probably can't do this, but help me understand the thought process of someone that thinks this is a good idea that we want to institute no bail. I, I really don't understand that. Yeah, what are the benefits? So I think that there are there I think that there is a portion of the population that believes that there are um, too many African Americans, um, too too many individuals that are in custody and poverty. Okay. Um, and that's what the push was initially and that's and that's where this comes hmm. from. Um, and some of the programs and processes they put in place up in Cook County um, which, you know, so goes Cook County, so goes the state of Illinois. But what happens in Cook County is not what happens in Vermilion right. County or, or other counties across our state. So I think there there's a belief that there's a section of the population that is too impoverished in order to um, be able to post any amount of bail so that okay. people are, are being unjustly held pre-trial. Okay. Um, and, and, and however, when they put this into place, I understand that. Yeah. And, but... Those folks have to also understand that the prosecutors in the communities, the judges in the communities, they know their communities. Yeah. They're making sound decisions mm-hmm. with their own discretion right. about who needs to be held, right. the amount of bond that needs to be held, and who are the most violent people. Yeah. We're not holding people indefinitely on a retail theft. Right. You know, right. you steal a Christmas tree right. around Christmas time. You right. know, I mean, you're not being held inside the jail. Right. We're not losing people inside of our Vermilion County jail. Right. We know who's there. Right. Okay. So there was a big push out of, you know, some larger communities. And I hate to pick yeah, on Cook yeah, County, yeah. but that's no, where this that's yeah. where this all yeah. came from. Yeah. Um, and so what happens up there and what happens, like I said, across the state is not what's happening here. Yeah. So you're taking discretion away from our judges. Right. You're taking discretion away from, you know, prosecutors yeah. in order to make good decisions about what's happening in our own communities when yeah. we are the ones who have, you know, we have the pulse. Yeah. We know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I think too, um, you know, no bail. I mean, you know, we could have somebody held now with no bail who might otherwise not be held. Okay. Maybe okay. in a domestic violence mm-hmm. situation or okay. some okay. of the other cases. Yeah. Um, and so. looking at what's going on, say, up in Chicago, it doesn't seem like it's working well. You don't I think? Mean, no. It, <laughs> to release these people. It, it doesn't seem like it's working. And, you know, the anarchy in these different cities, uh, larger cities sure. across the nation, it doesn't seem to be working. So why do we want to go down that path? They started a pilot program in 2018 up there, and then the Chicago Tribune did a huge... Um, investigative report about how it's not working yeah um and so the other thing too is okay so you don't have to post any bail right so there's no bail at all there's no money exchanging hands that means there's no money going into the criminal court system either right Right. um and the taxpayers should be concerned about that but if someone's sitting with no bail after 90 days yeah they will be released if they are not tried right and that is not the case now so after 90 days if it's a no bail you can ask for a cash bond to be set but our Speedy Trial Act is 120 days. Okay. So it takes years sometimes for yeah. murder cases yeah. to come to trial. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the concern is, you know, okay, we're not going to, uh, we're going to just release you. 
there's supposed to be all these pretrial services, which I haven't seen the mm-hmm. state of Illinois provide us with yeah. that staff that's mm-hmm. going yeah. to be able to accomplish mm-hmm. right. what 43 miles long is Vermilion County, right. 901 square feet. Right, right. <laughs> I've worked the county, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Who's going to monitor these folks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it just to me, this is super naive. I, I've never been arrested in full disclosure. <laughs> well, thankfully. But, um, you know, it's that whole idea. If you do the crime, you're going to pay the time. I just I, I, I think or something like that. I, I just don't understand why this is even a debate. The idea. And again, I, I am all for equity. I, I want us to live in an equitable society. But Stephanie, you talk about what we've seen on TV from happening in Chicago. I mean, the word is that many of these people that were arrested that night were out that night. Yes. Out that night. I just, I, it is maddening to me. And I think what you're going to see happening is there's people that used to say, hey, let's go to Chicago for, you know, a right. Saturday. Right. And they're just not going to do it. Right. Sure. It's not good for Chicago, you know? And I think that's one thing, um, you know, one thing that's been brought up a lot lately is we've had a lot of ag fleeing and eluding cases. Um, yeah. And we have a grand jury that's impaneled and they meet twice a month. Yeah. And grand jurors are saying, why are there so many ag fleens? And I said, well, because most. Most counties, yeah. most departments don't yeah. chase. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But here we chase yeah. because we're going to catch them yes. and we're going to prosecute them. Yeah. And we yeah. do that. And then, yeah. and now under the Pretrial Fairness Act, that type of a person wouldn't be held. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Unfortunately, but now oh. we're holding wow. them and we're prosecuting those folks. And they say, well, why do they flee so much? Because the criminals know that most communities, yeah. most jurisdictions, don't chase. Okay. Mm. So then they don't catch them. Wow. Wow. So um, you said it's been argued before the Supreme Court. It has. We're just waiting for their decision. I mean, any decision. idea? Do we have any ballpark when they decide? Or is that like... The hope. Um, the hope. And I think historically from what the court has done in the past, it would be before their ne- next session. Okay. okay. So hopefully okay. the beginning of May. And so let's say they rule in a way that you disagree with and your state's attorney... Can you guys go higher than the Illinois Supreme Court, or is that it? Can you go to the U.S. Supreme Court or not? Um, well, I don't want to. I probably don't want to answer that. Okay, that's fine. I'm part of the litigation team, but whatever. I mean, I'm certainly in a position to say that um, I would respect whatever the decision is of of the Supreme Court. Okay, fair enough. The oath I took requires me to follow the law. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Hey, Lucy, you sent me something yesterday about an event that's taking place in July at Turtle Run. I mean, everybody loves golf, right? I hope so. So talk about your golf (laughs) event and why, because it's a fundraiser. And talk about that. Yeah. So that's our big fundraiser um, for the Victim Assistance Program. And we take that money and help with emergency situations for victims. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's transportation. Sometimes yeah. they don't have family here and they need to get, you know, to Montana or whatever. Right. Right. We're going to try to get them where mm-hmm. they need to be. Um, we've helped with clothing, food, yeah, um, hotels here, yeah. you know, so emergency situations need yeah. the money that we raise. And do you have a goal or is it just whatever comes in or do you um, guys have a ballpark that you try to raise? We would like to see 25 teams. Okay. If we okay. Can get 
a couple more, we yeah welcome you. And how someone signed up? Now I'm not a golfer. Um, it was bad for my walk with Jesus, so I gave up golf a long maybe time you could ago. Drive the golf cart. Um, yeah, maybe. But um, it's what Friday, July 14. 14? Is that uh-huh. right? At yeah. Turtle Run, how someone get signed up? So um, we will have the registration information on our website. Okay, it might already be there. Okay, um, okay. And if you want, and I have it. So reach out to me, Greg at SecondChurch.com, if you want more info. But and then they can also give us a call at the office too. Okay, that's great. Do you, office number 217-554-7750 okay and ask for me okay ask for lucy okay mm-hmm. hey let's go to break when we come back i want to further this discussion it is direct line thursday april 27 uh, state's attorney jacqueline lacy and lucy overlander from her office and we'll be right back after this hi i'm linda darby and i'm part of the third generation of darby's to own sunset funeral home in memorial park Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Here now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg. I got in this time. I decided I'm going to bring us in because we decided Assert that yourself. a couple sessions ago that yeah. I was going to do it and you just overrode me. I'm a closet me, so. ADHD <laughs> adult. He just takes over. Yeah, he can't help yeah, it. But yeah. we're glad to have in studio this morning uh, Jacqueline Lacey and Lucy Overlander. And this is kind of been an eye-opening discussion for me because number one i've not been arrested for any crime congratulations by the way not yet and number two more importantly i've not been the victim of a crime and so just listening to you talk about i i just don't understand why we have to have a week where it's national crime but i would think every week would be the victim's week and so it's been kind of eye-opening for me to listen to you ladies talk and um so let's talk a little bit about the victim assistance program victims bill of rights i didn't even know there was such a thing talk briefly about that what is it so the victim's bill of rights is basically in in place to protect victims Uh um you know we 
we are going to afford victims those rights no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I do think that in in some places there are still issues. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's there to protect them and Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're heard, Mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, they're given the opportunity to talk to prosecutors um, and even just being notified that court is happening. And you need victims to step up, right? You, I mean, you, to do your job, you need them. We absolutely need them. Yeah. And so with the Victim Bill of Rights, every victim that comes into the office, they get um, the list of the Bill of Rights. They get it on paper. Mm-hmm. They're able to sign them, assert them. Um, so I think some people would be shocked that there are certain circumstances in which victims do not actually have a right to speak during a sentencing hearing. Mm-hmm. It actually has to be a violent crime or a specific crime. Otherwise, we have to ask the judge for permission. But even more importantly, getting victims to understand that we need them to come forward. Mm-hmm. And if you if there is a trial, we must have them. We must have them testify mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. their perpetrator. Um, and that's an incredibly horrifying, scary thing right. for any individual to have to sit yeah. across and point at their, mm-hmm. you know, their rapist, their abuser. Mm-hmm. Um it's just it's hard for people and you don't want to in a prosecutor position, you don't want to re-victimize folks either right, right. Right. Um, and respect them. But at the same time, convince them to cooperate and that things mm-hmm. are going to be better mm-hmm. when you can't control the outcome in front of a jury. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of moving parts. Wow. Interesting. So, Jacqueline, I get press releases for some reason, and many of the press releases speak about a partnership mm-hmm. with you and the Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raul, am I saying that? Kwame Raul, yeah. Yeah. Um, So talk about that a little bit. So people wonder, you're suing Kwame Raul over the Pretrial Fairness Act. Mm -hmm. Um, In his official capacity, when we say something's unconstitutional, we must do that. So, you know, as attorneys, as prosecutors, we have... We're kind of weird people, right? Yeah, we can yeah, we have yeah. to shut off. We're not supposed to be emotional. We're right. not supposed to be human. Right. Um, all right. that kind of stuff. So and unfortunately in Vermilion County, we do have a we have a, an unfortunate healthy volume of crime. Yeah. So when I first became state's attorney, um, the a- attorney general's office actually under Lisa Madigan got involved because I was conflicted on a lot of cases because I couldn't prosecute those that I had defended okay. as the public defender. Okay. And since we had an influx of murder cases in 2018, um, backlog with COVID, yeah. um, you know, I only have, including myself right now, eight prosecutors. Okay. okay. So I actually formally request from Kwame Raul's office. They have a whole trial assistance division. They travel hmm. around the entire state of Illinois and offer this to every single county. Okay. Um, and it's already through your tax dollars that you already pay. Okay. So it's not additional yeah. fees or funds out yeah. of the Vermilion County budget, which the yeah. county board chairman I know is thrilled about that. Yeah. Um, but you get additional attorneys who have less than 50 cases, maybe each, okay. where my felony assistants have nearly 250 or 300 wow. cases each. I have currently 12 murder cases yeah. in addition to all my administrative responsibilities. Yeah. So I, I've i chosen, I believe, to do the right thing for yeah. the victims of our community and yeah. for the criminal justice system yeah. and reach out and ask for help. Yeah. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with yeah. it. There's no shame in it. Yeah. You have individuals who are traveling around the state with 20 to 30 years experience mm-hmm. trying yeah. murder mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. They're doing an awesome job. Yeah. We're working with them to get that done. Yeah. My advocates work with them every yeah. day. Yeah. I work with them. I have yeah. conversations with them. Yeah. You know, I'm the one charging these cases and working them 
them up and right. then they're trying them in the courtroom. Okay. Um, we're getting convictions. Yeah. We yesterday. I was going to say, I got a press release yesterday, I think. Sentenced to life for yeah. a double murder yeah. that happened yeah. in 2017. Yeah. Um, so the fact that, and I'm, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to ask for help. Yeah. I reach out to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Urbana. They yeah. have a really nasty individual in custody over there okay. that we have taken from Danville, and he's now been charged with two murder cases okay. in the federal court system. Okay. So my goal is to get as many of the violent offenders off the street yeah. and through the court system mm-hmm. as swiftly as we can yeah. for the victims. That sounds great. Do you get pushback? Are oh, I pe- absolutely do. do you? Okay. Um, I think people who are uneducated and who choose not to educate themselves or pick up the phone, like Lucy yeah. said, 217-554-7750. Yeah. I usually try to call people back yeah. within 24 or 48 hours. That's awesome. And answer the questions. Um, but I have to ask for Kwame Rowell and the yeah. AG's office to come into Vermilion County. He can't it's, just do it. He yeah, can't just right, do it. Right. It's it's the state's attorney's jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we ask and invite them and they have nothing been nothing but help. Yeah. Um yeah. to help put all the bad guys away and yeah. um help our victims. That's great. Steph, did you notice how well they knew their number? Their they office did. number. I, don't even know you know? Our office I know, number. but that's okay. So I'm gonna go back to that. So yeah. I'm a little confused. Why what kind of pushback are you getting? And what? you're saying people aren't they're not educated. So that would be me. I'm not educated on this this at all. What kind of pushback are you getting on that you're asking for help? So there's, I think there's been some negative information that's been put out there about, um, well, Jacqueline Lacey doesn't care about our community. It's Kwame Raul who's come in and prosecuted these cases, which oh. is not the case okay, because gotcha. we, ch- I charge them. Right. Gotcha. I indict them in front of the grand jury. Okay. Right. I work with the police department. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I say, okay, we've got this many cases. You know, we need mm-hmm. to make sure these are being handled in expeditious manner Mm -hmm. um and there's only so many of us and so many hours in the day because i like to remind people that i am human right yeah um but having those folks come in and that extra support i understand what you're talking about okay Okay. so two questions um obviously we're in the church world Mm -hmm. steph and i what role do pastors what role do churches the faith community play when it comes to victims when it comes to helping victims mm-hmm. when it comes to encouraging victims what do you think lucy well i think in the church you have such a great community of of people yep. in the church itself yep. um and i think that those groups are so important in getting spreading this information yeah. and the yeah. importance of you know see something say something yeah mm-hmm. yeah I just think that it's a huge role that, okay. you know, if you can, if you can help get people in to do the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, tr- they trust you. Well, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Right? So Lucy yeah. and the advocates, they really do try to do a good job of building rapport with folks. Yeah. But folks who come into your churches every week. Yeah. Um, whether it's weekly or daily, yeah. they trust their pastors. They yeah. trust those folks that they spend that time with, um, you know, in that faith-based community. And if we can get the pastors and those individuals to understand, you know, if somebody needs a ride mm-hmm. to the courthouse, right. if somebody needs mm-hmm. a ride somewhere, I mean, right. you guys have Celebrate Recovery yes, at Second absolutely. Church. It has been a huge gift for our programs like our drug court, yeah. our mental health court, our yeah. veterans court. Yeah. Um, you know, we do have those court programs right um to try to help people get back on their feet because it's not all, always about violent crime it's about mental illness mm-hmm. it's about drug addiction yeah, it's about you know taking care of yourself so not only you know having that rapport 
with those folks in your churches, but building that rapport with the advocates as well. Yeah. Because they can pick up the phone. You you as a pastor yeah. could pick up yeah. the phone and say, hey, we've got a victim. She's mm-hmm. really concerned. Mm-hmm. And we can help navigate and, yeah. and help you help her yeah. navigate through the system as well. Well, that's great. And I would just say, if you are out there and you are a victim, mm-hmm. reach out to a mm-hmm. pastor. There are a lot of great faith leaders in this community. And if you don't want no, no, no one, reach out to Stephanie, reach out to me. We would love to connect with you. And I want to thank you, Lucy Overlander and state's attorney, Jacqueline Lacey. Our time is up, thank you. unfortunately, but uh, so blessings much. on all mm-hmm. that you do. And uh, let's come back to Direct Line at some point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week. We're going to visit with local author Monica Allen. Have a great week.